It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Morning, everybody. Welcome to the Odds Couple. Nearly a whole new year in front of us. Hope you had a great Christmas. Uh, enjoyed your day with uh, family and uh, enjoying a little break in between Chrissy and New Year to recharge the batteries. Uh, our batteries gone a bit flat here on the Odds Couple this morning. SD Marshall just couldn't make it. Uh, too many, too many uh, pieces of pudding and uh, a little too much pavlova. Apparently, went very hard on the pork and the crackling. And uh, this morning, he's having a a little morning off, but I'll tell you what, the hardened men of the game are still here. David Taggart, good morning to you. Good morning, Scoob. Yeah, we are staunch, aren't we? Oh. Uh, SD, I think, is in hibernation like a like a grizzly bear, mate. He had too much to eat and he's just rolled it up in the fetal position and and I think he'll be like that for the next few weeks. He can do that. He can head to the cave every now and then. He, he just can. needs to <laughs> just get himself right. Um, and uh, he'll be he'll be back. He'll be back very, very soon. I, I think actually where he is, he's up on the Gold Coast. Is he? Back he's up there, is he? A little bit of a fitness retreat. Yes. Yeah, because he did overindulge and he's had to just go away and and, and just he, put some pounds in other areas. And he's on the he's got a junket over there too, his sports bet. He's mm. he's taken a few of the sports bet punters up over the uh the Magic Millions well, in think, another couple of weeks. I think they're paying for the trip. They're sort of saying, Look, mate, you're just getting a little bit Robust when we're putting you on you know, all our uh, social media, so we just need to tone you down a bit. So he'll be, he'll be back. Uh, good luck to him. And this is our last year of the show. What last 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 show of the year? I should say. Mate, we we don't go up. away, mate. We don't, but it's the end of twenty nineteen, and next week will be start of twenty twenty. And how was your Christmas anyway? Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you asked, David. I I had the best Christmas day. Did you? Yeah. But there's tension in our camp on Christmas day. Most families have that though. Yeah, but. I, I, whether it's the same tension as others, the tucker's got to be right. You get the tucker wrong, Christmas is its just a flop. And I was in charge of the beef and of the pork. So it would have been, it been a right. flop then. You've got to get the beef right. Um, uh, it was a ribeye, a, a seven-bone ribeye. We oh, had to no. feed a lot of people. Oh, you must have, have a bit of money. I've got a lot of money. I had to save up a lot of money to feed everyone at oh. Christmas. And I absolutely smashed both of them. You Beautiful, lovely little bit of moisture oh, oh, oh. coming out of the beef. Bit of gravy on Crackle. the beef. Crackle. Oh, as, as people are eating, you know, you're sitting at lunch hearing that <laughs> and the crackle. Oh. So I absolutely smashed it. In saying that, as the cook, you can't relax until probably 5.30, 6 o'clock. You know, at lunch, it, it's mandatory so you don't ruin Christmas. Oh, the beef's beautiful. Oh, I love the pork. You know, the turkey's fantastic. But once a bit of truth serum's gone into the system, <laughs> generally people at 5.36 start telling you exactly what the meat what and the turkey think, yeah. and everything else was right. But I came out unscathed. Beautiful. So our camp has had a wonderful Christmas, as we hope uh, everyone else has had a wonderful Christmas. And how'd Christmas. you pull up? Did the, the lovely wife have to roll you into bed because you couldn't move? No, we had a bit of a dance later on. 
a dance. Yeah, a little dance. I little put a bit of music on, little uh, little sort of seventies and eighties numbers, and we had a little bit of rock and roll. Everybody, not rock just roll. myself, and my wife. Name Michael Bublé. He, he he was the Christmas carols oh, during okay. the days, yes. and then uh, that was a distraction at a. At a important moment when my mother-in-law, who can be a bit cold, <laughs> when she said, have we had enough of Michael Bublé? <laughs> so I had to go and find some other Christmas songs to put on. But we, we found them in the day we, we got through unscathed. Good Tucker. Quite loved it. Beautiful. Hope you had a great day. Let us know what your day was like on the speckled text, 0433981116. Uh, the odds couple right through till 9 o'clock. Love to hear about your Christmas Day Exploits and I uh, hope it uh, went very well for everyone. And New Year's Eve, obviously, just around the corner. Racing news uh, Big Blue, Kieran Marhorse in the uh, Christmas hurdle at Kempton Park overnight uh, in the UK. Did no good. Did no good. You know, he was that excited. He was like a, like a kid before Christmas, he said, basically, before going into this race. It was a very big achievement, and so it should be, too. So, uh, unfortunately, the horse. Uh, well, he got pulled up out of the race. He, mm. he couldn't make it around. That was unfortunate. But it was a big tick in, in well, big feather in Karen's hat just to have a runner in it. What to get a horse pulled up in a race? No, well, it's a, well, it was a big achievement in the UK. I mean, a, a trainer from from Australia. Well, going you've only got to get it to the race. Oh well, I, I, how many Australian horses? How many Australian horses were running in the in the race? Doesn't matter. Huh? Got pulled up. Oh, okay. Geez, your heart. Didn't even finish oh, the race. Geez, your so oh. a good day. So if you, have a, a a, so if you have a runner in a Melbourne Cup and a runner's no good, it, well, you just... Of course it's not a tick in the box. Geez, uh, your heart. Well, that'd be your fantastic. Uh, we're wrapping up the Melbourne Cup of 2020. <laughs> oh, there's Karen Mars, three horses. Yeah. None of them finished, but a tick in the box for getting them there. <laughs> Give us a oh, smell, will you? Your heart. <laughs> Leon and Troy Corsons are $1,000 oh. out of pocket. Oh. Presented the wrong horse to the races. Oh. How do you do that? Oh, oh, oh. I reckon it would be a lot of stable staff fault. I, they would have already been at the races, of course, and uh, and or getting ready to go. And, uh, of course, everything's written on a board for them in the tack room for the staff, and, and they've probably just got the races mixed up and they put Tish and Blinders on the on the first float instead of the second float. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they've got the horses mixed up. I think they've got the times mixed up. Mm. In the market too, Rapidora. Yeah, and Tish and Blindness was there <laughs> well before acceptances, and I think it ran second or third. Yeah. It ran a place, didn't it? So, uh, yeah, unfortunate, but, uh, yeah, it's not the first time it's happened. It won't be the last. And I suppose when you look at it, just explaining to our listeners what happens on a race morning, it, it's a it's a frantic morning getting horses to races. You know, trainers have got to get home, shower, put the suit yep. on, get to the races to do their... They're bit not only with the horses but the PR. Your sheets come off the computer. Okay, mm. you know, box 64, Tish and Blinders goes on the first float. Da, da, da. Yeah. It, there can be the odd mix-up, and, yeah. and, and this is a, and that's an honest perfect mistake. Example. Yeah, perfect example of what's happened, yeah. Mm. And, and, and it's as you say, you're relying on staff, and, and they've just got it wrong, clearly. Yeah, nothing to see here, nothing to see here. <laughs> Everything's okay. Don't worry about it. See Lee Grisseau in uh, Japan earlier in the week? Yeah, good it blew him away too. I know the pace was set up for, for to run on, but geez, Frosty gave her a peach of a ride, didn't he? No, I, I mean she's one by four lengths going away from him. I don't know if you remember his name, and I should remember his name. The the Japanese interpreter fellow that we had on our racing show on Cox Plate. Day. He declared a Cox Plate. Yeah, and he said, "I can't believe you people are betting three sixty on this yeah, man. This thing should be even money." Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much for yeah. that. And I he couldn't bang. wait to get out. He wanted to cut the interview short so he could go and have yeah. more on. Yeah. Yeah, it was a real old style. I'll carry up you basically, yeah, but I don't want anyone else getting the three sixty. And they're paying two thirty or something. Mm. Like it was a huge go for a for a race like such a uh, of a Cox Plate. But 
Well, we saw the best of her again, didn't we? And she's off to retirement, evidently. Off to the breeding yeah, barn. breeding barn. I wonder what stain she'll go to. Oh, I don't know. Some Japanese sire. Yeah, there's some great sires over there. Fantastic sires over there. So, uh, well done to uh, Connections of uh, Lee Grisseau. And, and more our, overseas our news. What about James McDonald winning the Group 1 in, his, in New Zealand? Went back to New Zealand for Christmas. I'll pick up a nice little Group 1 while I'm there. Mm. I can't remember what race it was, but it was... Uh, but. Uh, he goes and visits family and friends for Christmas and uh, goes and rides a Group 1 and dearly salutes. So uh, congratulations on him. Here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. James McDonald, Damien Lane. Damien Lane went over to Japan, yeah. rode, you know, has outridden the best on numerous times on his short stay yeah, there and then he's gone back that, and the, ridden the, Lee Grisseau to that. The uh, best riders are in Hong Kong. No, I understand that. You're, I'm wanting you to put your... Horse owner cap on this morning. We're here in Australia. We're going to the Melbourne Cup first Tuesday in November, 3,200. You're the owner of the outright favourite and you've got your choice of jockey here in this country. Forget all the, all the boys congregated from yeah. all over the world in Hong Kong. You've got the choice of jockey. Which one are you going to take, McDonald or Lane? Can't answer that. I'd just throw the colours in and whoever picks them up can ride it. <laughs> Wooden care. McDonald or Lane? Wooden care. What are the strengths of both? Mate, they're very similar riders. They're patient. Mm. They're, they're, uh, they're well. They're, I mean, they're world class riders, and they're very well balanced. But uh, they're they're very to me, they're very similar riders, and there's not much between them. And as I said, just throw the colours into the jocks room, mate, and whoever picks them up and whoever comes out wearing them will ride the horse. Damien Lane's been exceptional with his judgment. He won the Caulfield Cup. Uh, told connections while he was in Japan. I was yeah. picking this over to win the Caulfield Cup. Uh, did the same with the Cox Plate. Yeah, that's extraordinary. There are there's a lot of racing people that you know, they're not they're not confident they're getting the best inf- information from the jockey, and that's Correct. nothing untoward. They're saying no, they they ride, you know, they they get the pace right, they find the horse to to follow into the race, they they produce at the right time is very different to you know track work and clock and and making the decision on how good your horse is that way. But Damien Lane must be some sort of judge when he sits on the back that, of a horse. Yeah, correct. It, it's the judgment. And that's, and that's to people out there, it's, it's more than just riding horses. You've got to actually understand where you're going with the horse too as a jockey. So, uh, and, that's, and that's another... Um, um, Strength. Str- yeah, well, exactly, in his armoury. But it, the thing is, as he said, he get, gets off Lee Grisseau and says, this thing can win a Cox Plate. He gets off uh, the Caulfield Cup winner. I mean, in Japan, he says, this can win a Caulfield. Bring him mm. over. And it's uh, and it's just judgment. Look, you can be a, a top-class jockey, but if you haven't got that judgment and, and people aren't going to start tr- – they've got to start trusting you too. And and the Japanese have done that with Frosty and, and look what, what look what he's produced. And he's – and – as you say, he's studying Japanese now, so he so he goes over there. And if he actually gets in, he'll be the second international jockey to be, have a full licence. The world's his oyster. He'll come back and own half of Australia. I'm like, talking Japanese. I think yeah, talking Japanese. I really think so. The test isn't easy. <laughs> What's saying that song? But can you find out for us? Oh, I'm making myself laugh. Isn't that silly? Uh, the Valley's on this afternoon. Uh, Will Clark and hopefully joining us uh, uh, shortly. And uh, also Brent Stanley will have a... Uh, chat to both both trainers, Will Clark and bringing a couple of interesting runners across from uh, South Australia and a couple of runners at Morfittville as well. And uh, Brent Stanley got some interesting runners um, at the Valley this afternoon. Also, talking of the Valley, Saturday meeting, plenty of dough up for grabs. 
The strongest race oh, meeting I've ever seen. Oh, it's a terrible meeting today. Terrible. Why? Why? why Not a why, benchmark race. We've racing. said this a few times. Where's our depth at? We keep saying that racing's going in the right direction. You know, there's more challenges, I think, than what people think because um, I haven't seen a, a meeting like this for a while. You know, running for really good money and the standard of horse for a Saturday meeting, in my mind, is it's well below par to what we're used to. Clearly it is. Yeah, you're spot on. It's it's a terrible meeting. Your race one's a donkey derby. Uh, the benchmark racing, you do find that this time of year too. I, I look back. Uh, through a meeting 25 years ago, Caulfield on Boxing Day, and there was fields of 10, 12. Mm. So it hasn't really improved. I know you've got good field, uh, big fields today, but the quality of horses aren't there. Um, and as you say, there's ben- from benchmark 64s to 78s, and we've got one open handicap, uh, which is a mile and a quarter. So, uh, and, th- and there are horses out of form too and a couple on the way up. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, I think it's just this time of year too. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. But in in a, in retrospect to that, it's still good for the battlers to come out and have a run, have a run at the valley, and and there's good prize money for their ordinary horses up for grabs. And I think trainers, they are, you know, they know the racing game. They're smart fellas, uh, and, and boys and girls, men and women. I, I, you know, targeting and understanding your horse and targeting these meetings is is very important. Now, yeah, you know, the, the money up for grabs here today, you know. It, Six months out, if you think, no, 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 he's an off, he's an off-colour Saturday horse. He's not a spot-on Saturday yeah. horse. And we need him going around Christmas, New Year, when the fields just drop away a bit, and we're going to be running for 120, 130,000 on Saturday. Good. You pick up two of them in a fortnight, mm. you're 150,000 in front, aren't you? Yeah. For, for a horse that's, for, for basically a BM70, 78 horse. So yeah. the money's there. I, I don't mind it uh, for, in, for that, for them terms, but, uh, but. For the quality of racing to go out there, you're going, well, well, I'm off to the cricket today, so that's where I'll be perching my backside. In the box? Yeah, I'll be listening to box? you. I'll be listening to you on the SEN, yeah, yeah, on the app. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're in a box, aren't you? You're, 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 no, you're I'm in the royal day, aren't no, you? No, I won't be in the box. MCC reserves, but oh, yeah. uh, I won't, no box for me, but uh, but as I said, I'd rather go. I'll, I'll be watch, keeping an eye on the races. There's a few good races up in Sydney too, so... So I'll well, be having a look there. We'll hear a, a bit more of them uh, a little later on. Without SD Marshall, we'll go through the uh, we'll go through the best you know, back, best backed, yep. and all those sorts of things. Uh, so plenty of that coming a little later on. Before we go to the break, I'm going to question without notice, and I'll give you a few minutes to think about it. I want your highlight of 2019. I want oh, yeah. your highlight. Pretty easy. Of 2019. Pretty easy for me. Oh, okay. Well, we won't do it after the break. We'll do it right now. It's got to be Winks. Winks's final race. That was a long time ago. <laughs> you said, what's my, what's my highlight yeah, for 2019? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was in December. <laughs> right, right, okay. <laughs> I hadn't thought of Wings. I sort of I put her at the back burner thinking, oh, she's done and dusted. Well, because it was eight months ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, nah, but it had to be. They did it so well. The uh, Ramwick and, uh, was it Ramwick or Rose Hill anyway? Yeah, the AJC done it so well and. Her send off that brought a tear to my eye, and yeah, as I said uh, on the odds couple that morning, I was feeling a little melancholy, and uh, but they she produced in spades, so that was my highlight of 2019. I'm going to look up melancholy and uh, figure out exactly what it uh, means. 
I'm not sure how you were feeling that morning you came in after the, the Winx Fest. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you who's feeling pretty good this morning, and that's Nathan Brown from Sportsbet, who joins us on the Odds Couple. Good morning to you, Brownie. You there, Brownie? Uh, melancholy and infant sadness. I don't know whether that uh, leads you into anything about what melancholy means. <laughs> right. well, well, you're meant to be pretty happy, aren't you, when you see a horse win a race? Uh, uh, is there a happy melancholy? I'm always happy when my horses win, Scoob. That means <laughs> I'm going to put some money in my back pocket. Now, let's have a look at some of the uh, markets today. Let's try and look where we can put some money in the punters' back pockets. Big Bash continues tonight. It is the Thunder up against the Sixers. Um, uh, Sydney v Sydney. Uh, $2 the Sydney Sixers are. Sydney Thunder are $1.82. But we've had same-game multi in the football. We've had same-race multi in the racing, obviously. Now we have same-game multi in the Big Bash. And what I do like is, and it seems pretty simple, um, and you can take players to score 10 or more runs. So tonight... I don't mind Usman Kawaja to score 10 or more, Callum Ferguson to score 10 or more, and Josh Phillippe, who batted so well in that first dig, to score 10 or more. That gets you to 237. So, for an example, last night, I thought that um, Maxwell and also Stoinis could both score 10 or more, um, and also Alex Carey. That got me to 210 last night. Seems pretty simple to do. If you keep your same game multi short and simple, more often than not, they might get up scooped. All right, got so I'm, I'm going to um, study that and uh, have a little crack at that. Uh, there's, there's plenty of big bash around, Brownie. Yeah, and the, uh, the test, quickly on the test, Australia dollar sixteen. the draw is $6, New Zealand $51. We've got daily quick bets on our app, so if you go to the app, you've got all sorts of things there you can bet on that you can't normally bet on, like Tim Payne to take five catches in New Zealand's first innings, James Pattinson to take five or more wickets, that's three $1.25. So very short for the Aussies to be backing on at the moment. And quickly, I want to talk about the Darts World Championships. I'm not sure how closely you follow your darts, Scoob, but uh, it is going all right at the moment. There is a lady over there, um, and her name's uh, Ferran, and she is the first female to ever win in the Darts World Championships against the men. She plays today against a guy called Dobie. She's 4.50. Dobie's $1.16. He's the rank 30 in the world. But a woman breaking into that world, that's amazing. Brownie, uh, comprehensive as per usual. Great to chat to you. Have a wonderful new year and we'll chat to you in 2020. Gamble responsibly. Hope you get a winner. Good on you. Nathan Brown joining us there from Sportsbet. And you can check out Sportsbet's new same race multi. Combine selections from the same race in one bet for bigger odds, of course. And as Brownie has just said, gamble responsibly. Time for our first break on The Odds Couple. We'll be back. Uh, Sammy Hyland joining us on the other side. Now, Frosty Lane, he's turning uh, Japanese a little bit. He's learning Japanese. He's got um, uh, some wonderful relationships over there and he's fostering those relationships by being able to talk in their own language, which is a very, very smart thing to do, David. It is a very smart thing, and as I said, he, he ticks all the boxes over there. He, he will be lost to Australian racing for a long time. Well, talking of very smart, Sammy Highland's very smart, and uh, the Queensland Summer Carnival, well, it's up and running, let me tell you, and you can visit queensland.com.au. Uh, very good morning to a smart man up north, and that's Sam Highland. G'day, Sammy. 
Many would question that, Simon, but I can tell you the Vapors belted that tune out. It's it's the Vapors. You're on fire, Sammy, just like you're tipping, mate. (laughs) The Vapors. You're sounding sounding sensational this morning. Now, how was your Christmas, Samuel? Uh, It was good, yeah. It was good to come back to see uh, Mum and Dad for a couple of days. And then uh, then I had Christmas in Hamilton with uh, Nicole's parents and... Yeah, there was kids everywhere and, you know, ate so much uh, and, yeah, had a gazillion beers. And I'll tell you what, I'm riding the horse today. I'm doing the horseback interviews at Eagle Farm. I feel feel sorry for poor old George because when I get on his back, (laughs) he's going to go, this bloke's put a bit on. He has put a bit on. I'm top weight today. I'd be a bit huffing and puffing from you today as the interviews go. I I look forward to looking, uh, watching and hearing those interviews. You might be... uh, you know, gasping for a bit of air there a few times. Well, I tell you what, it's not a good mix when you're <laughs> overweight and then the heat and then and then you get a horse and then you Correct. get a horse that gets up on the horse that gets up on the chewy and he starts wanting giving you a bit of bit of drama. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be good. So anyway, it's uh, we've got a big day of racing. Ta- I heard Target talk about a couple of good races at, at in Sydney today. There's a couple of good races at Eagle Farm. Oh, word there is. We've got a group threes on today. The Vorog Plate. Yeah, it's uh, going to be great to see Alligator Blood again. And I, I think he'll win, uh, no problems. I think, uh, yeah, Pug just, he knows this horse so well. He'll give him a good ride from that gate. And he'll love the 1400. He loves Eagle Farm. And, yeah, I just think, uh, I think he's a, a serious group one horse, this horse, Alligator Blood. And he's been so well placed by David Van Dyke. And, uh, yeah, he'll just... Uh, He's en route to, obviously, the Magic Millions Guineas on the 11th of January, and, yeah, I think it'll be easy work for him today. Why yeah. were you putting your finger over me? No, no, the Magic Millions in two weeks' time, so mm. he's got to run in this race. Otherwise, it'll be a month between runs. You put so, two fingers up. I didn't so know what you were doing. Two, two weeks' time. I didn't know it was peace or the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, of course, we've and got then, the, the Group 3 uh, Bruce McLaughlin uh, stakes there too, Sammy. That's right. Tags, you had a few rides for Bruce McLaughlin. Remember when he had the stables at Caulfield? Yeah, Facile and, uh, yeah, Kel Chapman took yeah. that horse over. Big grey horse. I won a few on him, yes. Yeah, I remember that. Now, I think every rose can win this race. Uh, the Mark Newnham runner, Josh Parr. I think uh, the good gate and, yeah, I, I think it was really good last time round. And I just think it, it just... Should park just behind the speed from that gate, and uh, we'll have the drop on them on the way home. So it's a good race, and yeah, they're obviously uh, you know Blondo is going to be hard to beat. Um, you would think Bossy's not going to get uh, too itchy on him today. It's the horse that you know it looked like it had that race shot to bits, and then when it got to the front, it, it was almost like it just waited for them, wasn't it? So um, I would think he's going to be really patient on that horse. But I think every rose is the one that I'd like to be on. And Sammy, is there an aim and bet in the? Uh in the buffering, uh, in the in the buffering today with Rob Heathcote's got the favourite, the image. Of course, we all know that well, Rob trained buffering. Best, it's my best for the day tag, deep image. Um, I think it's a really good horse, this horse. Well, it is a good horse. And, uh, yeah, it'll, it was a good winner last time round. We were on board, and I, I think it'll win again. Uh, Tyzone's going to be hard to beat in that race, and Callow going on is a positive. Uh, he'll really lift that horse, and... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good race, the buffering, but I think Deep Image is in great form. Robbie Frad is riding so well, and uh, the Heathcote team is fine. Sammy, 
Lovely to chat to you. We've got your best now. D-Image in the buffering. We look forward to chatting to you next week. Uh, and Magic Means just around the corner. Yep, just the two on deck this morning. They've got through Christmas and been able to come into work. That's David Taggart uh, and myself, uh, Simon Marshall. He's at a health farm up north, uh, just getting himself right after overindulging on Christmas Day. Uh, he's on the telly a lot there for Sportsbet, who are great supporters of the odds couple uh, here at SEN. So we thank them very much for that and look forward to their continued support. But they just had to knock a few kilos off uh, S. Marshall just so he looked a bit better Detoxing. on their social media and that sort of thing. Detoxing. Yeah, he was just getting a bit round. That's why you've got to be like me and have a head for radio. Mm. All right, all right. You and me both. Don't you worry about that. Tell you, a man who's got a head for racing is Brent Stanley. Uh, he's got a couple of interesting runners at the Valley today. We're going to talk about those in, the, in a moment, but let's find out a bit more about what uh, makes Brent Stanley tick. Welcome to uh, the Odds Couple, Brent. Morning, Simon. Tags, how are you? You couldn't set it more better, Tags. They're uh, beautiful heads already. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you know that. We, you know, I was in Hong Kong with Brent, too. He was there as well, oh, doing well, a bit yeah. of PR and working and... Did you occasionally? I was, I, was, I, was, I was working and Tags was holiday. Yeah. I was going to say, did Tags occasionally come over to the main island from Macau, you know, out of his little uh, sun lounge <laughs> around the pool at the hotel, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, he, every time I saw him, he was at a bar somewhere. <laughs> well, not much has changed, uh, Mr Stanley. Brent, uh, uh, before we get to your runners at the Valley, your association with racing, we, we like to go back and, and get a, a feel for where people ca- came from to become part of the industry a, a lot of it's family driven where was your start in racing yeah mine's all family as well i'm born and bred in queen Bean, near canberra and um fathers were jockey both grandfathers were jockeys uh, i think of five uncles mm. were jockeys uh, i think a few trainers from frank cleary cousin joe cleary trains um yeah just a big racing family all from queen Bean. and how did you end up down here uh, I came down here when I was 17 to be apprenticed um, uh, to Gerald Ryan, the year same year I won the Caulfield Cup, 96. Yeah. Okay. Last apprentice to win a Caulfield Cup, um, he is too. Could sit on the boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll just follow you a bit, tags, and learn a bit. You've got to follow the best, I tell, tell me. Brent, training a yeah, natural progression for you? Yeah, it was. I always wanted to train. I'm, I was one of the biggest in my family, so um, I knew it was going to be uh, short-lived. I... Um, I starved myself for a few more years longer than I should have. Um, but I pretty much spent the last eight years of riding was just uh, honing in on every every trainer that I rode for and asking what they'd done and pretty much drove me insane to pick up as much as I could for when I, uh, for when I retired and stepped into training. Yep. Now, you, we're off to uh, Mooney Valley today. It's not the greatest meeting, as you know, Brent, but you've got a couple of runners there. Money's uh, still good. Money's the money, still the good. money's still the same. It's still made flat to stack. Anyway, yeah. Uh, in in the third race, you got Red Alto. He's struggling for form, but he sort of had similar form like this before he won a Bendigo Cup eighteen months ago, though Brent, when he won there at a hundred to one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's won he's won over six hundred thousand for a reason. He can gallop. The problem is he's got a uh, mind of his own. But um, having him for so long, and I brought him as a yearling, just uh, knowing like the back of my hand, he's if he doesn't peak today, we're really really gut wrenching for him because um, he's just told me everything through the preparation, how he's going, his just last few pieces of work. I made him trial again uh, about 10 days ago and he's won two barrow trials in his life. And um, last week was the second one. So um, he's he's ready to fire. I reckon it'd be really disappointing if he doesn't show up today. So take on trust. Now, and the and the, and the the main runner you've got is in the seventh. Uh, nice little filly here. It's kind of magic uh, in the Rob Slade colours. Now, uh, she's 
coming off a bit of a let-up after the uh, Flemington Carnival. She's about six, seven weeks between runs. Now, uh, she, of course, she's when she's heading down to the Magic Millions, I take it after this. Yeah, that's a plan, Tags, and I gave a um, I gave a ten ten days in the paddock, and um, and it's amazing. Now that time of year over the spring, they just blossom straight away. They don't need a long time over the spring carnival to go to the paddock. Bit of sun on their back, and um, yeah, she's blossomed straight up. Um, come on again, had two jump outs. She's a quality filly. She's um, she's got a fair bit of ability. Um, obviously, her first prep race and three starts. She had a just got better first, so she should have won. Then she bowled it in a Ballarat and um, and run a blinder um, um, on the speed. And, um, you know, she was a bunny for a mall and only just got run down late at Flemington. So uh, I'd expect, a, you know, a sticky barrier, but I expect her ability to be, you know, she'd be outside the leader or, or you know, a pair or two back. And if she's caught three wide, that really won't bother me as long as she's free rolling. And um, she'll skip off the turn and she should take some beating today. Yeah, three wide around the valley's no biggie, but uh, B Preble on board, is he gonna is he gonna stick with her for the for the millions ride? Uh more than I'll, I'll let you know after the race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Since you've quit the jockey <laughs> job you've got hard on the old hoops. <laughs> Hey, mate, I've, I, as soon as I retired, I hate him. <laughs> Jesus, jockey's turned trainers. There's nothing worse. I didn't realise how good I was. <laughs> Brent, just quickly, uh, um, taking a, a filly like this up to the Magic Millions, uh, or any horse for that matter, going from clockwise to anti-clockwise, what sort of challenges does that pose to a trainer? Well, 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 it is a challenge for a. Um, yeah, some horses cop it straight away, and they're not much of an effort, and some horses don't. You know, and they need to learn to get on there. I'm lucky enough where I've got my own private training track, so I can work. And she's been working reverse heaps of times, so um, she's naturally gone around that way. Um, I've gave her two jump outs reverse way as well, um, mm. so she's had uh, plenty of experience going that way. And I did, I did accept for her yesterday at. Um, I saw that But she drew the car park there as well. I'm just having one of those runs with car park. Barrel. I think Brady Alto drew the outside as well. But, um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I just thought it was a long way to go. Gosford, I haven't ridden in Sydney for a long time and, and ridden plenty of winners around Gosford. It's, it's not the ideal track to draw the car park yeah. in, especially the first time going that way. So I just elected to run her here today. Uh, get, hopefully get the pride man on board just to confirm a run in the race. And um, and then I'll, um, I'll spend, she'll pretty much go up um, she'll go Monday night to um, head up towards Queensland, so she'll be on that leg for the for the rest of the time until the eleventh. So you give her a break on, in travelling to Queensland again. How do you do that, just for our uh, listeners? When you're travelling a horse that sort of distance, I know Sydney is pretty much done overnight without a break. Queensland, you, you give them a break. How long do you travel them in those uh, those two periods? Yeah, so so. Um, so normally they'd, they'd travel overnight and spend a day somewhere and then the following night head off again. But uh, she'll she'll go up on Monday night uh, with Zoology to Ramwick. Uh, he runs at Ramwick on Wednesday. Um, she'll spend uh, pretty much you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday there. And then Thursday night they head up to the Gold Coast, arrive early Friday morning. Um, so she'll get it. She'll have a couple of days rest and um, she'll, she'll be, have a work around Ramwick race course for a couple of days. Um, and then obviously bring that um, that direction as well, which helps. And then she'll um, head on up. So she gets a couple of days in between to get up there and just been a three-year-old filly. Older horse that travel a fair bit. They can um, they can pretty much do it in a two-day trip. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Good uh, good to know best, those mate. sort of things, and we wish her well. 
Cheers. Thanks very much, guys, and all the best to the punters. Good on you. Brent Stanley joining us uh, on The Odds Couple. Uh, great to have your company on The Odds Couple this morning. No Simon Marshall, David Taggart and Simon O'Donnell with you. Thanks to Sportsbet. Uh, great to have uh, their support here on The Odds Couple. Uh, Sportsbet have been with us ever since uh, we started this show and we hope, uh, of course, sincerely that that continues into the, into the new year and, and well beyond. But time now, Tags, what do we call it? Make sure you get your pens, pencils or crayons and have your form guides be ready. Okay, the betting movers at Mooney Valley and then, of course, uh, David Taggart's quaddy. Race one, number four, Ulong Rising. Opened at $6 when Fields came out during the week. It has been backed into five fifty and firmed again to $5 this morning. Plenty of money for Ulong Rising. A little bit of uh, uh, value. Uh, Ridgewood Drive, the five. Uh, opened uh, when Fields came out at $10 and is settled this morning at $7. That's quite a move for yeah. a Saturday meet on yeah. Ridgewood Drive. Well, it is a donkey derby, sevens. so if he's got half of the ability, he should be winning. Okay, 2,500-metre race. Let's hope they're able to finish that before race two on the card <laughs> uh, comes forward at Mooney Valley. No, they'll be right. Don't worry. They're, they'll get over the over the journey pretty well. Race two, Larimer Street, they're expecting uh, to get uh, over the journey very well. And Prince Ruban. Prince Ruban. Did I get that right? Prince Ruban? Let me yep. just get down yep. to the, the number eight. Prince Ruban, trained by David Hayes um, and Tommy Dabinick and Ben Hayes. Uh, both uh, $4.60. They opened at $5. That's where all the money has been for number five, Larimer Street. And number eight, Prince Ruban. Any uh, change to that? No, no. From your point of view, Mr. Two-year-old Tuggett? race. Just follow the money in this one. Okay, number th- that race. race number three, number three, Red Alto. Uh, um, another race I, I think is going to be very hard to find a winner, but Red Alto has been backed in from 21s to 14s. Sure. So you would was say, that on the back of Brent's interview just then with no, us? No, it wasn't on the back of Brent's interview. This was this was prior, and these are the notes I wrote prior oh, to the right. show starting, not while Brent We should have asked him us. if it was Brent's money that was on it. No, well, he said he's got a mind of his own, but if his mind's right, he can win, and you would just suspect from the money that's uh, so, going on to Red Alto so from 21s into 14s. So given the money on Red Alto, what's Ryan's Fender now? Ryan's Fender has gone into a $1.65. It opened at two twenty and firmed to a $1.65. Smart so, use of the claim there, Ryan's Fender. Yes. Kamani, well, smart you man. would think Ryan's Fender's probably a horse on the up. He's, yes. Uh, you'd want him winning today yes. uh, to take him to some better races come the autumn and next spring. But uh, Ryan's Fender $1.65 in from two twenty. Red Alto, uh, some specking at each way odds, 21 into $14. Race four, they're expecting Cassius to throw some punches today. Oh, the three, knockout punch, you reckon? 340 oh. into 270. Oh, a bit of humour here. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Cassius, 340 into 270. Hey, uh, great it's favourite in race four. They're believing uh, Maserati Bay will be able to get around the whole course today and not oh. be pulled up as uh, Kieran Ma's horse did in uh, England overnight, which Tag said, oh, no, no, that ticks the right box. Ticks the right box. He got the horse to the race. Yeah, he got the right, yeah, well, he got it there. Maserati Bay has been solid in all markets, uh, opened at $5, still $5 as we speak. Going to race five, Bill the Bee. Bill the Bee from the Mike Moroni stable, $4 into three ten. Uh, there's no real signs of a move elsewhere. Oh, Bill the Bee is where all the smart money this is. This race is harder to pick than a broken nose. And and I'd like to wish my friends uh, from Macau, Ross and Jenny Manson, they've got Nat Nutter in the race. They own that outright. Stephen Brown trains it. He's the, the chiropractor of the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Oh, okay. Yes. 
Yeah. Okay, that's Natter. Natter. Number yep. 15. Yeah, last start winner at Mornington. Yeah, $9 and $3 uh, as we speak on uh, the Sportsbet app. Go to race six, the first leg of the quantity. The money here has been with Babe, number six, $4.50 into $4. Been very solid all week. Uh, uh, and then we've got, um, there's been a nibble for Duns and Roses, 23, drifted to 26, back into 17. First leg of the quantity, Tags. Yeah, I really like the three here, Tata de Goose. Uh, dropping grade from a good second here last start. And the form is held up through the, through the winner, something silver. So something silver ran ran a bottler on Boxing Day Caulfield. So the numbers here are one, three, six, and eight. One, three, six, and eight. The first leg of the quaddy from David Taggart. Let's go to race seven. Just wait for my screen to change. And it's a kind of magic. Uh, we spoke to Brent Stanley a little earlier. Uh, this filly uh, in preparation to go up to the Magic Mears has been firm since uh, betting open. $2.90 is firmed into... 270 this morning. Not a lot of money elsewhere. They think the race is for It's a Kind of Magic, number six. Yeah. Uh, of course, as you say, It's a Kind of Magic, resuming from a short break, and he's getting ready for the Gold Coast. Uh, Paul's Regret was a dominant winner here under lights last start, and he's right in this. So the numbers here are 2, 6, 7, 9, 11. I've just gone wide just in case, uh, as Brent said about It's a Kind of Magic, it's drawn out, might have to do a bit of work. He might, might be found wanting late after, you know, that with that first layoff. up, yeah, with that, yeah, with that first up run. So you think this run is going to bring her yep. on to the, for the Magic Million? She's not not yes. going to be at full steam today, as in one hundred percent fitness. Maybe, maybe a bit like Sebra Kate, who I fell in with last week. Remember that never yeah. looked like yeah, getting know, anywhere near at Sebra Kate. Barrier one. As we told you oh, in the morning. No, oh, no. To, you went a one e on Sebra Kate. I went a one e. You were the only person oh. in Melbourne who liked oh, Sebra Kate. No. We had the trainer on the show saying, no, 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 separate not, not quite there yet. All right, all right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you got off your little throne Whack. overnight. Yeah. And, you know, you had a snooze, I know everything. I'm going to have a one on separate At the 400. The other one one. Did you, you see, did you see, see that flag on. go up? No, Uber, please. 400? separate case. It was gone before that. Before, yeah, before they got on the course oh, proper, yeah. I was off skis. Deary, deary. Anyway. All right, these things happen. Why you don't listen to us sometimes uh, is beyond me. Are we up to race eight? Yes. All right, well, let me just get that screen up for you. There it is, race eight. Uh, Wagner, $2.60 into two ten. Wagner. Uh, been strong oh, oh, support oh. for Wagner since Fields came out earlier in the week. He the was bowling fast yesterday. Wagner. Maybe. He's a good yeah, bowler, yeah, Wagner. good bowler, yeah. He's a bumper bowler. Yeah, Wade doesn't like him, does mm. he? And it's very hard to make a century against Wagner, and that's why mm. the Centurion may oh. be the uh, bet of the day. At good each way value, 17 to 14, some uh, smart money support for the Centurion. Yeah, hate, hate to think how hard they will go in this race. Uh, so putting in a couple of track specialists, our Luke has been scratched, so it's, it was a track specialist too. Um, so Ashford and Ritten Choice, they love the valley, and uh, they're – as I said, the scratching of our Lucas. So the numbers here are just one, two, and eight. One, two, and eight. It's a good thing. I don't reckon you're going to go with a one in the last. No, so no. Let's get a little spread of numbers <laughs> yeah. for our, for our quality. Today's not the day to go a one out. Yeah, no, I don't think it's the day no. to go a one out. Okay, let's go to race nine now at Mooney Valley is the New Year's at Legends Handicap Benchmark 70 over the thousand metres. They're going to be going helter-skelter in this. Rainbow Girl has been solid all week at $4. Hasn't moved a muscle. Exquisite Beauty, number 14. 
uh, opened at 750, has been backed into 480, has been a significant move in the market. Uh, race nine, most of the money with Rainbow Girl, some smart money with exquisite beauty. Yeah, the two Ravens blaze is well over the odds here. She's around about twelve, thirteen dollars. Uh, the six, of course, Rainbow's Girl resuming after uh, twelve months off. Uh, if she's right, I think she'll go close because she has tied up very well and uh, she has got the ability. So the numbers here are two, five, and six. Two, five, and six in the final leg of the quaddy. David Taggart's quaddy. What are you looking at me for? No, it's one hundred and eighty dollars for a unit. Right. So if I was taking half of that, it would be ninety. And if I was taking a quarter of the quaddy, it would be... What's half of 90? 45, isn't it? Thank you. Very good. Yes. The numbers that you would be taking for that $45, 90 or 180 are... What about if you want 20%? Give us a spell. $36. First leg, one, three, six and eight. Yes. Second leg, two, six, seven, nine and 11. Yes. Third leg, one, two and eight. Final leg, two, five and six. Correct weight. $180. $180, yes. Okay. I feel more confident about this because there's not a one in it. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) I'm even more confident that Sebricate isn't in it. Okay, we're going to take a break on the odds couple. We'll be coming back on the other side. Uh, We'll go over those quality numbers again and also give you our best right around the country, wherever it may be. Time now for us on the odds couple to gamble responsibly. We won't have too much on our best around the country. We'll have... We'll have something on. David Taggart, where are you heading to for your best? Yeah, just a quick shout-out to Moulds down at Berwick. He listens every week, and uh, and he can criticise my best at time to time, even though he backs them all and they win. But sometimes you're not happy with the $3 and $4. So, well, my, it's not me best. Sydney Race 5, number one, Onslaught. I got $26 about it last night. It's into $18 now, well over the odds. But my best is still at Randwick. Race 2, number one, Khalees. Race 2, number one, Khalees. Race 7 at Mooney Valley for me, number 11, Tragic. Race 7, number 11, <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's going to be a bad end to that one. <laughs> no, it won't be a bad end to that. Happy New Year to all. Uh, next time you'll hear us, we'll be in a, a, a new year in 2020. Hope 2019 has been good to you. Look forward to your company uh, again uh, next year. Happy New Year to you, Tags. Happy New Year, Scoop. Have a great night. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.